0: Hello, everyone. I'm Eli Hollingsworth, and I'm joined by my brother,
1: Jake Hollingsworth, and welcome back to the Movie Majors podcast. And I will stop talking in his voice now.
0: Uh, yeah, so we just got done watching The Batman today, Thursday, March 3rd. And this might go up on Friday, who knows? But, I mean, this movie is exactly what I was expecting of it. I said on the podcast yesterday that I was expecting this to be maybe even the best Batman movie ever just because the world is more true to the character and the kind of vibe and the tone that they've set up for this Batman universe is exactly what I have wanted from a live-action Batman movie. And it was exactly that, plus the story itself was very compelling. I was very invested in the story. I thought it was just a phenomenal Batman movie if, and just a phenomenal movie in general. Like, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I, I, I just want to go see it again. That's what I want to do.
1: Yeah, I want to see it again. I just want more. I just want more in this world. Like, that's my one thing. After we walked out the theater, I'm like, I want to see more of this. Like, yeah. I want to I see think... more of this world. This world was really well thought out. Like, I, like what's, what number one thing I just walked out of this movie, I'm just like, I want to see more of this.
0: Yeah, and I'm a lot of people, I saw one person on Rotten Tomatoes. They said that they didn't really enjoy the movie that much. But by the end of the movie, they were in a place that they never expected to that they didn't think they'd be in. And that's that they wanted to see more. And I was just like, I think that's the thing that this movie universally delivers for everyone is that they want to see more of this world. And I mean, yeah, I, I am definitely invested 100% sold on this world of Batman. Yes. I'm just like, yes, this is exactly what I want. It It's kind of comic booky. Not, not like, cause in the Nolan, I, I said this on the podcast uh, yesterday. The Nolan movies were
1: so grounded in reality, it kind of removes a lot of the fantasy, like, sci-fi stuff that kind of makes the Batman world a lot of fun. So it loses some of the creativity and the spark. To me,
0: a lot of the charm in the Batman comics and the mythology is that he has all these extensive characters, and they're wacky, and they're weird, and a lot of them are psychopaths. (laughs) And it's just a very wacky and zany uh, mythology and then the Nolan trilogy, which everyone regards as probably the best Batman trilogy, sucked a lot of the fun out of that. And the Tim Burton one, yeah, the, term, the Tim Burton one had more of that zany, uh, ask nature to it. But I think that went probably a little bit too zany. It and, went
1: like it, like started out as serious, but nothing. Batman Returns, WV Is like, no, that's too dark. You can't. Well, do even that. with
0: the first two, like they were a little bit too zany, and like. Him. Not exactly what I was wanting,
1: but and then they and then they also and then for Batman Forever and Batman Returns they brought in Joel Shum- Batman and Robin excuse me they brought in Sh- Joel Schumacher and then that and then that franchise kind of ended.
0: Oh, I mean because you and had the Adam West Batman movies which are definitely campy and zany and 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 kind of out there. And it I wasn't turned-
1: until like Batman the animated, arguably Batman the animated series came out that people finally that comic book fans finally got the Batman that they had been wanting.
0: Well, they kind of got it with Michael Keaton, but again, yeah. it's not personally my favorite. Um, well,
1: Batman wasn't even in the focus of that Batman movie either. It was more the Joker who got all the focus.
0: Yeah, and like, yeah, again, the Adam West Batman movies—they did go pretty uh, zany, but like that's kind of its own thing. That's that's definitely, obviously, way too far in the camp. So, the Adam West Batman movies probably too like very far into the camp realm. But then the Michael Keaton Batman movies were a little bit. Le- they took themselves more seriously, but I think they were probably still a little bit too weird. Um, yeah, because and was, then
1: t- it was Tim Burton doing it, so of course it was always going to be weird because he puts his own thing. Like he takes the idea of Batman too literally and has Bruce Wayne sleeping
0: upside down. And then, like the Penguin was literally raised by penguins, and Catwoman is like brought to life by cats licking her, and after she falls and dies, like it's, it's, it's just a little bit too weird. And then the Nolan trilogy, though kind of just sucked all of the fun out of the universe right? well it
1: well it, even though it did it kind of like when people back over on being a good on there being a good batman movie actually being a serious character and not just a campy goofy guy it still does kind of suck a lot of the fun out of batman like which i mean I, can't like, go a lot of
0: people liked that a lot of people were like yes it's not silly it's not zany it's not campy it's real and I, that's what a lot of people liked about it but for me personally it didn't feel 100% like Batman to me. It just kind of felt like someone pretending to be Batman. And I respect the movies. I respect the... Yeah, they trilogy. were fine. They are well-made. Good,
1: good for what they were.
0: They are well-made movies, but I don't know if I'd say they're the best, you know, Batman movies ever.
1: You know, everyone just, like, falls all over those movies. It's insane yeah. how much they do.
0: I mean, again, I have a huge respect for them. I'm like... Yeah. They're good movies. I, I, in, I can find enjoyment out of them, but to me, it's not, like, a centric... 100 percent batman story
1: and then like when it came to ben affleck batman this was the first time batman had been a part of a cinematic universe and he was the first time we'd seen batman interacting with other dc characters and so what Zack snyder was doing was how does a man with no powers at all stand up against people who do have powers where does he fall amongst them yeah that's the whole
0: point of that batman which i mean uh, uh, yeah Ben Affleck probably feels the least like Batman, except for mm, yeah, kind yeah. He he he. he I mean, because he's shooting a lot of guns and like rocket launchers. No, not rocket launchers. Bowing
1: like, guys down, uh, machine guns. Even though I do think that Ben Affleck Batman is, I do I've, even though I still even though I know I don't know if I'm still holding to this 100%. But I do think that Ben Affleck Batman is the best Batman that we've had. Although I don't know if I still think that. I said that literally last fall I think that Ben Affleck Batman is the best. But I, after watching this movie, I don't know if I fully 100% stand by that anymore after watching this one.
0: Yeah, which I mean, I always thought Ben Affleck... I didn't think he was as bad as a lot of people thought he was. I was just like, oh yeah, it's Ben like Batman. I didn't think he was terrible, but... And I didn't think he was bad. It's just, again, he didn't feel exactly 100% like Batman to me. Um, but this movie... Is 100% a Batman story?
1: Like the villain still gets developed, but it's mostly about Batman, Bruce Wayne, and even Batman.
0: Even Batman has a character arc, and he grows and he changes throughout the story to where he's at a different place at the end of the movie than he was at the beginning of the movie. Like he actually has a very tried and true character arc. And he grows and he evolves throughout the story. And his interaction with the Riddler and the characters around him, like Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman or Colin Farrell's Penguin, they actually change him and morph him into a better person than he was at the start of the movie.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And he probably has, again, the most growth that we've seen out of any Batman, but it's still very true to the Batman character and the truest that I think any live action Batman has been to the character of Batman and really understanding. What makes that character tick? And what makes Batman Batman? And a lot of people argue that you don't see a whole lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie.
1: Which, that's true. He is mostly just Batman.
0: Yeah, like, he's Batman for, the whole, for, for the most movie. of the movie. But, um, like, they kind of merge Bruce Wayne and Batman into one into guy. Into one character,
1: which I think all the other Batman movies have failed to do. is like They weren't, like, the same character.
0: Yeah, like, they, like, well, yeah. no, I don't think it's failed, like... I guess like I like it when it's him having to try and balance his Batman life with his um Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne life. life like being the charismatic billionaire and then also having to be this dark brooding dark knight but I think that for what they did in this movie it does definitely work like I I wasn't like oh we didn't see very much Bruce Wayne <laughs> cuz they presenting him they presented him as in the movie Bruce Wayne isn't one like really that interesting. He's not like oh, I want to see more of that guy. It's just like yeah, yeah I really like that he's Batman because he's good as Batman. And a lot of people that's
1: because he, he just uses Bruce. He does what something. I don't think the other Batman movies had had done this very had done this was Bruce Wayne like Batman's his true self and Bruce Wayne's just kind of his masked self.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's that's what they really
1: played into. The other Batman movies hadn't really done that. Really, yeah, they said that they Bruce really
0: Wayne that. was Batman's true self, and that the batman is like this mask that he puts on but they kind of flip flopped that in here because that's how it's
1: supposed to be though usually
0: yeah i don't think that's bad i think that it works and a lot of people and some people were criticizing robert pattinson as well as i heard someone say he he did 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 a
1: very good job in this movies yeah i mean for everyone who thinks that you might get sparkly vampire batman no he is like a actual batman he's grown up since those movies where he can actually be batman and it's believable
0: yeah, I really liked Robert Pattinson. I saw one guy I actually call him like emo Bruce Wayne. He was like, "Oh yeah, we got emo Bruce Wayne." But I didn't think that I, I didn't. I thought he was. I thought he was very good as both Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah,
1: that was pretty. I thought he was good as both. Yeah,
0: I joined uh, his performance very much, and also his chemistry with Zoe Kravitz. They
1: those two were really really good together, and like they did a really they 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 had a really good like, dynamic between the two of them.
0: Yeah, like the the sparks are just flying on screen. You, you don't get sparkly vampire, but you get sparks from the vampire and uh, Zoe Kravitz. Like the, They they had such great chemistry in this movie together on screen. I really enjoyed both of their performances and how they played off of each other. Um, all of the performances in this movie are very good.
1: Andy Circus was also really good as Alfred, even though he's not even in the movie for that much. He's yeah, still... I was
0: expecting him to be in it more.
1: Yeah, I know considering how it was Andy Serkis. But maybe that was also due to availability, because he also was directing Venom 2. So at the time, I'm sure, I'm sure, I think he was directing Venom 2 at the time when this was shooting. So I think he it was due to his availability.
0: Yeah, that might have been a reason. And also, I thought that in one specific scene between him and Robert Pattinson, I could definitely hear the, uh, like he sounded, I could definitely hear the Snoke. Like, usually I'm like, oh, Andy Serkis sounds very different in all of his roles. But when he was talking in one scene, I was like, that's Snoke from the star wars, star
1: wars sequel trilogy oh, which like any
0: circus i think he said you didn't like snoke's death scene but anyway that's star wars not batman um i can definitely hear his uh snoke and then he kind of sounds like uh uh he's just talking normally he, he sounds like ulysses claw throughout the whole thing i like, it's just
1: sandy circus just it's just sandy circus he doesn't have to really do anything all he has to do is just have a beard wear a suit and he has a like a cane yeah he's not
0: i thought he was gonna be in it a lot more but he's not really in it that yeah, much.
1: I, well like i guess people got hyped because it's andy circus Gollum doing uh, and he's literally
0: alfred. holding a shotgun in one of the promotional arts i was he like even do- oh we're gonna is alfred just gonna come up and be like bang 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 but no he he actually i don't know maybe he did this is the spoiler free section <laughs> who knows no
1: he didn't we can speak for it he, he didn't
0: yeah but i mean overall this movie is a, and it also has, sorry,
1: but uh, it also has a really great. Just one last thing. It also has a really great villain in Paul Dano's *The Riddler*. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. He's a like,
1: fantastic, psychopathic villain who is really good, and he he gets some like crazy, crazy things to really show that this guy, that this guy is like a serial killer. He's a crazy, he's, men, broken, yeah, like mentally he, unstable man.
0: He's definitely, like, just downright, like, almost scary in some scenes. And he's, he's yeah, Paul he's Dano. creepy. Paul Dano is very good in his performance as the Riddler.
1: Willem Dafoe, to me, will always be the best psychopath actor. But he was still really good. Paul Dano is still, excuse me, but still really good in this movie.
0: I really liked, uh, there was one, he kind of reminded me of Screenslaver a little bit. Um, he was, like, live streaming everything. Well, yeah, that, and that's in the trailer, so we can talk about that. Yeah. Like and there's also one specific scene where I was like, oh man, this reminds me of Screenslaver Uh like from The Incredibles too. I was oh getting, I know what scene you're talking I about. I was just kind of like, yeah, this. I was getting serious Screenslaver vibes. Um, and just kind of the whole thing where he's like, he thinks that what he's doing is right in like a weird, twisted, psychotic way, and he's like, and he does these videos with like a, an electric, uh, digitally modified voice to like make his voice sound lower and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I know. Or at least I don't. I don't think his voice was digitally modified, but at least it sounds weird. I do feel the like they
1: made him. They turned him too much. Into, I feel like they made him too much like a YouTuber because he's like live streaming all his like attacks and like who he's gonna be killing. He's like live streaming all the time. He might as well have just said, "Hey guys, don't forget to like and subscribe." I think that was kind of the point. Yeah, that's true. Well, oh yeah, that's right because it ties into something other spo- something flat,
0: not spoiler but plot related that happens later in the movie. I really liked like this just yeah, the plot and the whole mystery noir vibe was very well done. Like I was it's three hours yeah, long. Like it's three a very long a three movie. Three hour long detective story. Like yeah, that's a very long movie. But not once was I like wow, this is boring. In fact about halfway through the movie I had to go to the bathroom and then like the whole for like the next forty minutes I was just like ha uh-huh. Uh, is it gonna end yet? Is it gonna be over yet? And so, like, right before we got into the like, came to the third act, I was, I just had to go to the bathroom. Like, I had to leave the theater and go to the bathroom because I was like, I was in pain. Because I tried, I was like, I'm not gonna drink anything. And then the theater had paper straws, so I, I drank like some, and I didn't go to the bathroom like right before we started. I went a little while before, but I was like, oh yeah, I don't have to go. And then like through the movie, and then I had to go to the bathroom, and so I was, it was, it was like. It wasn't like I was like, oh yeah, this is boring. I was mostly just focused on I had to go to the bathroom, so that might have been some part of it. But definitely, it wasn't boring. It wasn't like great. Well, when's the movie gonna end? In yeah. fact, when the movie ended, I w- I didn't want it to end. I was like, no, I know, is right? It already? At the end, I was just
1: like, I want to see more of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, like I I was when the mystery started getting uncovered and the pieces started coming together more. I was like, it's like, oh, this is interesting. This is cool how they did this. Well, I was just I was just like. Oh, man, now the movie's going to be... It's like... Whenever I'm in it... Like, that's why I love going to the theater. Like, nothing beats going to a movie theater to see a movie. Like, there's nothing like that experience. It's... Because even... I don't even think they play it in 24 frames per second. They can't play it in 24 frames per second. Because every time I see a movie in the theater, I'm always like... It just looks so much more smoother than it does. Like, on on my at-home devices. But... Like, in this movie, there was... It's just like... Whenever I watch a movie, I'm always thinking about when, like, where in the plot we are, which act we're in, and I'm always thinking about, oh, man, does this mean we're going to go into the third act and it's going to end? Like, I'm always thinking about that, and I'm always sad when the movie ends, especially even if it's, like, a movie that I didn't really enjoy that much. Actually, no. If it's a movie that I didn't enjoy that much, then, yeah, I'm ready for it to be over, but for this movie specifically, I was like, oh, man, I really don't want it to be over, and then I was kind of sad when it was over because um, I really want to see more of this world. It was so good. I loved this movie. It was a really good movie, and I don't think we can say any more
1: vague details. Well,
0: I-, I do want to say one thing. This movie solidifies what I've been saying. Like we watched the Lego Batman movie recently again. Like we rewatched it recently, and I and the Lego Batman movie definitely taps into the meta, zany, wacky side well, of duh, Batman because it's Lego, and also
1: they have. Warner Brothers movie property villains in there for some dumb reason.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I saw a lot of parallels to the to the Lego Batman movie in this movie. I was like, I was surprised there were a lot of there were quite a few scenes where I was like, oh yeah, that's like the Lego Batman movie, Uh, which I mean, obviously the Lego Batman movie does the character of Batman on a much sillier and some would probably say juvenile scale, but I think that definitely. Like That just solidifies the fact that, the first of all, the Lego Batman movie completely 100% understood the character of Batman. And also yes. the fact that this movie completely 100% understands the character of Batman. yes And they just do, do a great, deep character study on the character of Bruce Wayne in Batman. And just kind of breaking down his psychology, what makes him Batman. And it, it definitely does a great job at that. And just helping you sympathize with Batman as a character. I agree. And I just really enjoyed it. Um. So that's the final thing I wanted to say, because we can't really say too much else without going. Because we this- need to
1: go into spoilers. So if you have not seen the Batman, go watch it as soon as possible, because because there are some serious spoilers about to come. But if you have seen the Batman, you want to hear us talk spoilers. Wait till after the sponsorship, baby.
0: Yeah, go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> dun 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 dun. dun one thing that we could have mentioned in our spoiler free section was that the music in this movie is very very good
1: very good indeed also because that was a spoiler free section because it's a spoiler section i meant to tell you alfred does use a shotgun and he shoots the Rindler in this movie
0: That's like the most epic scene. It was the
1: most epic thing. Our crowd went crazy. Everyone just stood up and started clapping. Some guy even said, he's the real hero, not Batman. And that person was Eli.
0: So, um, yeah, that that escalated quickly. But guess what? I skipped through the song. So
1: also, it's worth noting that the Alfred using a shotgun to shoot and the Riddler would beat the hero—that was a joke.
0: Yeah, that was a joke. In case you didn't know, because if you're listening in the spoilers-free section or spoiler section, so you should have already seen the movie. If you haven't, then that's irresponsible. Um, but yeah, so spoiler-free or spoiler thoughts. This movie, yes, it's phenomenal. So it kicks off with Batman kind of doing a little introduction to. This is It kicks off with him doing that little monologue thing, right? That's how the movie starts. So, yeah. Um, him yeah, kind of introducing... Well, first off, you had
1: the scene where Riddler kills the mayor. Well, oh, the right. Oh,
0: right. Yeah, mayor. that was the first scene. I thought that came later, but yeah. See, this, is why, I, this is why I usually take notes, but I didn't this time because I was so invested in the movie, so I, I'm kind of blurry. I tried to look up a plot synopsis, but I couldn't find one, so here we are. Uh, so it kicks off with the riddler killing the mayor which is a really cool scene and just again the whole movie and this is something that we could have mentioned in the spoiler free section too but who cares uh the cinematography is off the charts like it, it the cinematography was phenomenal in this movie it was so well done by grieg fraser i think is how you say his name uh he's a cinematographer he did a fantastic job like honestly i really think that he did a phenomenal job he's probably he's quickly becoming one of my favorite cinematographers. He just has a very distinct style, and just it was just the whole movie was beautifully shot, and we saw it in IMAX as well. So the sound was was amazing, and the visuals were incredible. The whole movie was just it's beautifully shot. So this opening sequence specifically was beautifully shot, or not just specifically this opening sequence, but the whole movie was. But like one of the it's just it's very well done. The cinematography in this movie. Also, um, I just
1: wanted to say that this Gotham City design is amazing. Like, yeah. when they first show Gotham City, they have, like, all the lights and the different, like, corporations on there. I'm just, like, nodding my head, like, this is awesome. I love this. Yeah,
0: like, that opening shot where you have Bruce Wayne walking through the streets. Like, I think, yeah, we were... I was, like... Yes. They had, like a bunch, They had,
1: like, a bunch of screens. There was, like, a bunch of, like, Gotham, like, corporations everywhere. I was just, like, this is awesome. I am just nodding my head in approval.
0: Yeah, this is just definitely... Uh, this is probably my favorite Gotham so far. Uh, I mean, the Tim Burton Gotham was really good. The Tim Burton Gotham was very good. I I really liked it, but I do probably feel like this one is better. I really like this this. Like, Gotham if you had the ground
1: Gotham, but still keep some of the fantasy fan, fantas, fantasy fantastical elements. fantastical elements, this is probably the best way to do it.
0: Yes, I really like this Gotham. It is very just layered. It's and better than and... both
1: the Nolan and Affleck Gotham. That's combined. Those are just bland yep. cities, basically.
0: Yeah, which. Yeah, this one it feels layered, it feels textured, it feels like it's been lived in and that people have been living in this Gotham City for some time now. And it's it's just very well made. The whole movie is. <laughs> but the, the Gotham City is just a very well layered, well structured like you can you can feel like you feel like you're there. You're feeling like yeah. this is a this is a place that you can go to except that You it's don't want to go to it. Like, it's like
1: crazy with crime. It's like corrupt. And there's like a whole bunch of crime everywhere. It's like, like I said, it's just like corrupt, basically corrupt and full of crime.
0: Yeah. It's, I feel like Gotham City usually feels like a place that's, that's like, you can feel like you're there, but you don't feel like it's something that actually
1: exists in the world. Hey, we wouldn't want to go visit it visit it either because of how crazy and like out of control everything is there.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, it feels, it it definitely feels like, it's because it's, it's a very stylized city, and it's just obviously one that doesn't exist in real life. It's, it just has a certain style and flair to it that it kind of feels like it's just kind of like its own thing because you even have like gotham city and metropolis in the same universe like in the same world usually but gotham city really kind of feels like detached from kind of the rest of the world that's
1: just how dc was like dc was always trying to do like more fanta- fantastical things and like less realistic like do like a bunch of made-up places yeah. While Marvel was always more focused on like making everything more grounded and more realistic, mm, thing like that. that's why so many of their characters live in New York.
0: But yeah, I mean this this Gotham City feels grim. It feels gritty, and it's it's very well done, and very good. And then we have a scene where Batman just kind of going around, and he's talking about how he can't be. I li- which I like these how he's writing in this in a journal and like. Yeah, and he's like basically monologues. just like
1: taking notes of like all like writing down what he's done. He's,
0: I like how nice. he records the stuff that happens every night or like the stuff or stuff that happens in general. Like with these little, like, uh, I, what are they called? Contact, like these contact, contact lenses. lens things, except they record what he sees. I thought that was very cool. Um, and he, I thought, just, those,
1: I thought those were a little disgusting, but it was, was good. It was cool.
0: I like how he's, yeah, you get these close up shots of people's eyes as they're putting him in. Yeah, that's kind of disgusting. uh, But I like, I really like that touch. I love all the little gadgets he has, especially like at the end of the movie where he pulls out that like green serum thing. I think he just like heals himself. Well, it made it, I think it made him, it's like an angry serum. It's like a Hulk serum, kind of. Almost. Because like it made him rage out on that guy, on that Riddler guy. Uh, And this is the spoiler section, so you should have already seen that part. But, um,. Like, I love that he has all these gadgets that he's using. And like, uh, the he can pull the bat out of his bat symbol. Yeah, like, like he
1: uses like cut things like a sharp sharp object.
0: Like, he uses his grappling gun a lot of, a lot of the
1: time. That's and why he has a gun in his leg. If you're thinking that's an actual gun, no, that's not a real gun. That's just his grappling gun. Yeah,
0: because, like, Batman swears by no to not use guns. And he swears by no to not kill people. This is the
1: only Batman movie where someone doesn't accidentally die in this movie. Yeah, that well
0: there's the whole flooding thing People don't die during that though. no people die you don't see them die but like you can see the waves coming in on these people like yeah
1: well you, you don't know if they died or not um,
0: uh, uh you're saying they survived that they I could say, could you no
1: they could unless survived. they're all like superman they could have survived yeah Man. not all i'm sure some of them died i'm sure some of them survived you don't know you don't know like come on they could have survived
0: uh, yes I do know but
1: this is the first Batman movie are not where no villain accidentally dies in the hands of Batman like Batman at, at least like the Batman. villain yeah
0: that's what you're saying and yeah the he doesn't
1: kill, kill Riddler, he doesn't kill Carmoon Falcon doesn't kill Penguin. he doesn't kill catwoman
0: duh because shes just, well she's is his she lover. really a villain though no she's more of an anti-hero which she's not really Batman's friend either though she's just an anti-hero she's yeah. a flair for Batman. she's a she's a vigilante um she's which, again, yeah, I thought Robert Panson and Zoe Kravitz were very they good. They were awesome, on screen to together. Uh Made for a very interesting relationship. Very good. Very well done.
1: But then, yeah, well, of course, at the end, like, she wants, like, at the very end, very end of the movie, she, like, wants him to come and run off with him and do, do a bat and cat thing. But he told her. But basically he's just like, no, I'm not gonna do In that. In Bloodhaven. Yeah, exactly. He was, she was gonna go to Blood So I wonder if that's where, so that's where she ends she ends up leaving him at the end because she's going to Bloodhaven to go kinda of do her own thing. Which she's probably gonna be back, right? Oh yeah, she's probably gonna be back. I'm surprised they haven't announced a spin-off with her. Like they have like a their penguin spin off and they had the G C P D Gotham Police show prequel spin-off. I'm surprised they haven't given they haven't announced her spin-off.
0: Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven Often simplifies Bloodhaven. It's a city in New Jersey between Gotham City and Atlantic City. Huh. Oh, so that's something for Nightwing usually in the comics. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's like Nightwing. That's like, that's like Nightwing's like prime like city to defend. However, huh. Dick Grayson actually becomes Nightwing.
0: Interesting. That's cool. Um so she goes there. Maybe she'll meet Nightwing. I'm just kidding. Because uh, Robin no. hasn't even been introduced Robin yet. has I hope he doesn't get introduced, honestly. I really like, yeah, I really like where things are at right now. I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson evolve, but I really do like where things stand as it stands. Yeah, I, prefer, I honestly prefer Batman when he talks about I mean, Robin's fine, but I just prefer loner Batman. But I mean, at the beginning of this movie, Robert Pattinson is talking about, or Batman is talking about how he uses fear to scare the villains off the streets with a bad signal. He's not always there for every single crime that goes down because there's so much crime in Gotham City. But he
1: has that... Like signal that it's not just a signal for him, but it's a warning for all the criminals that Batman's out.
0: Yeah, like he they shine the bat signal in the sky, and it scares a lot of criminals off the streets. And they don't know where he is, so they're always in fear that he can come out and and get them for their crime. So I th- and then he's and he's using all this fear and thank, like he's a very vengeful and angry Batman uh, to scare criminals off the street. And then that's how he evolves through the movie. To where at the end of the movie, he now knows that. He should be using hope to inspire, yeah, people exactly, Gotham City instead of fear to scare them away. And that I thought that was a very good character arc for Batman, and one that stays very true to the character of Batman that is established in like the comics and just Batman in general. Like I thought that was a very cool and interesting way to take the character, and one that makes sense and is also very interesting and and relevant to even you know what's going on in the world nowadays. Yeah, I agree. Very good, like some very good lessons in this movie about like hope and inspiration and and not blaming people for their mistakes and and not focusing too much on the past like some very cool morals in this movie that i really was not expecting and like pursuing the truth and corruption and greed and a very densely layered movie with a lot of great themes and morals in here that yeah. i i was i was pretty blown away by i was like wow that's really cool the way they, they tied in all these themes and morals into the movie that were, like, they, it totally paid off at the end. Like, when I came out of the movie, I was, I just, I was like, I just want to be a better person now. Like, I just, <laughs> I want to be, Yeah, like, I know, right? I just, it, it, it inspired me. I was like, wow, I was not expecting that from this movie. I was expecting to be, like, depressed when I came out of it. Be like Batman. I was, right? Yeah, I'm just going to be like. In the words of I'm going like to brood for two in hours. The words,
1: in the words of the, like, a Batman movie box DVD cover, always be yourself unless you can't be Batman
0: yeah like I was just I was just gonna I was expecting like when we went into it I was expecting to come out and be like all right now I'm gonna go brood for two hours like but no I actually came out and I was like wow this is I this I just was very surprised and happy like I was happy at how surprised I was like that how they tied in all the stuff at the end of the movie like I was like wow this is really cool yeah uh, but speaking of the end of the movie, that's where, like, my only problem is, and I want to get this out of the way, because we, we can talk about other things, but my one problem with this movie is that the finale might feel a little bit too much. Like, we get the whole, we get the conclusion to... Well, I'm just surprised that Riddler isn't even a...
1: Riddler isn't even, Riddler isn't even a part of the finale. He's already in prison by the time the finale comes in. That's the thing that bothered me about the finale, is that the Riddler wasn't even there. i was just finding like, kind of like a final showdown between Batman and the Riddler, but... He wasn't even there, so like he wasn't, so he didn't. Well, no,
0: I mean, I not I mean, that wasn't really. I mean, that wasn't
1: an issue from that I, had, that I had. Like, I didn't like how Riddler wasn't even really a part of that finale. Like, he was just sitting in a prison.
0: Well, that whole... he
1: was sitting in Arkham the entire
0: time. Well, for Batman and Riddler, it's mostly just a battle of the wits, and I feel like Batman had already like Batman bested him there because like a fight between Batman and Riddler, Riddler even says in the movie that he's not physically imposing. So well, that's true. So, like, a fight between Batman and Riddler would just kind of be kind of boring, because it would just be Batman beating Riddler up. <laughs> yeah, it would just be kind of, like, the same. So, I, I don't think that that... I didn't have an issue with that, but I did have an issue, maybe, and it didn't bother me a whole lot, but I was just like... I don't know do why we... to see him throw down, but I can see where you're coming from. I was like, do we have to do this? Because it's like, Riddler has this big scheme at the end to flood all of Gotham City, and I was just like, but why? Like, how does this benefit you in any way? Like, cause his mission is to show the people of Gotham that the politicians are corrupt, and this whole operation that started. With Which Thomas he isn't Wayne. wrong for doing what he's doing. Just, he's, sure he's killing people, but he isn't wrong
1: for wanting to do something about. It. He's just going about it the wrong way. That like, you have to like, have all these corrupt like politicians in Gotham in Gotham.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, this big, uh, just this big corrupted greed thing that's been happening since the whole Thomas Wayne incident. And I really like that thing how they distinguish like Batman and Riddler. Like Riddler isn't isn't wrong. He's just wrong about the way he goes about his mission. Yeah, but his morals are not exactly wrong.
1: Yeah. he's just the hero of his own story. It's his is his thing.
0: Yeah, and he just he just has his own in his own twisted mind. He thinks that he is right, and then he kind of just goes about it the wrong way. Not kind of. He does go about it the wrong way. Oh uh, yeah, he does. So I really liked just kind of and that's what distinguishes Batman from Riddler. And that's what reminded me of Screenslaver from The Incredibles too was the fact that like Redler is like, oh, the politicians and stuff are corrupt, and so I have to show you how bad they are. And it's just the way that
1: he goes about doing it is wrong. Like, and even his lair that he snipes yes. that he Chromie and Falcon from is very
0: reminiscent of Incredibles 2, so, like the
1: apartment that he was hiding out in Batman, that Batman finds.
0: Like the, the part in The Incredibles 2 where Elastigirl's like tracking his lair, or the screen her lair technically, and she like flies over and like sneaks into the apartment, and she goes in and like breaks in and stuff. When the bat when they did that in the Batman when he like sees him in his apartment and then he breaks in and goes in I was like mm, I'm getting serious Screenslaver vibes right now.
1: Yeah, he was very Green kind of Slaver. I was expecting silver. like when the
0: Batman came in, when Batman came into Riddler's apartment, I was expecting Riddler to just like jump out and be like, "Boo!" And then yeah, he, I know. Like well,
1: also even when he killed the the guy who's running for mayor, he's just kind of standing there in the shadows. He just comes up out of nowhere, just whacks him in the head.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, he says that he's not physically imposing, but he, like, kills these people he with He kills his all these people, hands. yeah, I know. Which I guess he has the upper hand because he has the element of surprise. So I can get that. But like- also,
1: in the funeral for one of the guys, I also very much got enjoyment out of when Batman, like, when the guy, he's calling Riddler through the phone, and Riddler is just talking to him through a video call. Because most of this movie was filmed during quarantine, and I just thought it was kind of funny that Batman and Riddler was just talking to them during, through a call. Like, it was like, like, as if the coronavirus was happening in Gotham, which obviously it wasn't. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Watch back to what you
0: see Zoom. I love that scene where the guy is strapped, or he's not strapped, the guy's sitting there in a the chair and he's got this bomb around his neck that could go off at any moment and he's yeah, like this talking thing- to Riddler. Like, and all the like the letters that Riddler leaves for Batman like I love that scene. that was, that was one, a
1: really good scene though yeah
0: yeah that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie where the guy's sitting there and he has this bomb and he has a phone with the Riddler on it like I really like that scene because it's just you could feel the tension there in that scene and then
1: like you was gonna die well she obviously does that but you can like feel the tension of like what's gonna happen
0: yeah and then when Riddler sets off the bomb like you, and then it's just, like, three minutes, and it's it's reminiscent of, like, The Hobbit when Bilbo and Gollum are bantering about riddler, riddles, except, like, ten times the stakes. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> this guy's life is on the line, and three minutes he's going to die. It's not like just, oh, let's play a game Two of minutes. riddles. Two minutes, actually. Yeah, like, it's not just like, oh, look, let's play a game of riddles, just you and me, ha, 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 so fun. Like, it's like, this guy's this man's about to die if you don't answer these riddles. And it's like it's it, that scene was so well done, and the guy would, and the fact that the guy would rather die than talk. Yeah, like, I know. Was just a very great way to build tension, and it was just like I was just on the edge of my seat, just like what is going to happen, and just the whole mystery of just this conspiracy with the Waynes and the Carmen Falcone, and that is
1: actually some interesting layers of Bruce Wayne's like family yeah. backstory, like like his like his father, well his mother, is something like insane. It's in weird. Yeah. And his, his father mother. is just trying to like cover it up. Like just because like has has the guy you know, like has to go to, turns to Carmen Falcon to like kill Carmen Falcon to kill the guy just to like protect
0: his mother's reputation and they can protect them from getting out. Yeah, which I mean is it necessary to have all this backstory for Bruce Wayne's parents and like why no. they were shot that day? That's like kinda of the an- <laughs> it did remind me of the Andrew it's Garfield Spider movies. Gar-
1: it's what they tried to do for the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, but here they do it better because it's actually interesting. Yeah. Even though no one was asking – even though like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, no one was asking these questions. Yeah. Like, they, I think it does it in a better way to where it makes it actually interesting, whereas the Peter Parker parents' plotline I just found boring. P- P- the PPP plotline? Yeah, pretty much. The, amazing, like, the, the parents' plotline the Amazing Spider-Man movies, I just found that boring.
0: Yeah, like, it, it it didn't really have a whole lot to do with the actual plot of The Amazing Spider-Man, but here no. it's, like, that's, like, the main focus, so I guess it works, but, like, it does kind of, like, in retrospect, it's kind of like, did we, did, we didn't need it, but, like, with the story that they're telling and this universe that they're setting up, I think it definitely worked, and it was very interesting, and it was, like, because it's three hours, like, it's a, that's a long movie, that's, a, that's almost as long as Avengers Endgame, but... I wasn't at all like wow. Yeah, it's like two hours
1: fifty five minutes, so almost three hours.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. It was cool. It was intriguing. You were like wow, what is? And I didn't understand one hundred percent of the mystery, like how they were like oh we solved this and blah blah blah. I didn't understand the whole Marconi. Like what was Marconi? Was that the drug that they were selling or? Yeah. Because I thought it was a person. Like they mentioned Marconi two or three times, and I didn't know who that guy was. That was the only part I didn't understand. But the whole rest of it was very intriguing, very interesting. And obviously, you get that really good car chase between the Batman and Penguin. The car chase between Penguin. Batman and Penguin. That one was awesome. Yes. That was a really entertaining
1: car chase scene between Batman and Penguin. The Penguin also... It's also worth noting. a seg- nice segue. The Penguin himself... Because we're on the subject of villains. We we're, we're talking about Penguin. Penguin himself, he wasn't even... He's not even in this movie very much. He's kind of more of like a secondary yeah Character. he's uh-huh. not, i wouldn't say he's not a henchman per se but he's just kind of like yeah there yeah he has a nice screen presence i do think that colin farrell did a good job with being with playing the penguin in this movie
0: yeah i think he was definitely very good um i i mean well he was good yeah i wasn't i wasn't like oh my goodness he's the most amazing thing ever i was just kind of like yeah he's he's good but i was never like Oh my goodness! I want to see more of that guy because we're getting—we know that we're getting the Riddler or er, Penguin TV spin-off. show spin-off. Yeah, like the prequel spin-off about the Penguin. So I don't know if I want to see more of him, but I do think that he was good. Like yeah, I I, I liked him, and I sure I probably want to see more of him, but I don't know if I'd be able to watch a show of just him. Like yeah. What I really liked about this movie was Robert Pattinson Batman and Zoe Kravitz Catwoman. Catwoman. Like those, she's, who, even she's not even called Catwoman. She that's she's that's who she's doing. Yeah, like I really liked them and their integral plot. But like the Penguin, I thought he was good. But I was just kind of like, I don't need to see more of him. Yeah. Which I mean, don't get me wrong, Colin Farrell did a great job. But yeah, I wasn't like, oh my goodness, we need a Penguin show. And then again, it's also a prequel, so like yeah, I like don't there's really, really, really th- care. There's really no point. Like, if you want, I
1: guess if you want to see where he came from, I guess that's like the point of it. I also really liked uh, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner. He Gordon. was. I liked how him and Batman were always working together throughout this whole thing. Like, I think this is probably the most prominent of a role Commissioner Gordon has had in any of these Batman movies.
0: Yeah, I really liked how, and then they had a really good friendship. Like they trusted each other. Yeah,
1: exactly. They like have full, full trust, even though Batman like lays one on his jaw. They still like trust each other. That Was just always part of their plan.
0: Yeah, I really liked his kind of uh, relationship with Batman and how he really trusts Batman and he really respects him. And so they're both tra- – he's, like, the only one that he trusts uh, within, because the whole police force is corrupt because of the whole uh, Thomas Wayne fundraising thing and then how everyone's trying to get money and, like, the Greens to, like, it's – It I – again, that whole story was very well done where I was like, what is happening here? But then when it was all revealed, I was like, wow, that's really cool and really clever. Um, and I really liked – who else is there to talk about?
1: Carmen Fal- Carmen Falcone. He was he was a good secondary villain. He probably was. I thought I when going into this movie, I thought that like Penguin was gonna be the secondary villain, but no, it's more Carmen Falcone who is more the, Carmen Falcone. I can't pronounce his name. That guy was the more the main secondary villain of this movie because like it ties into Catwoman or F- Selena Kyle. I almost said Felicia Hardy. Selena Kyle's like plot line was like apparently she was her father and she wants revenge because he killed her. Because, he, because after her mother died he just like let he's he just abandoned her
0: yeah um I yeah and, and I liked how uh kind of Batman and Selena Kyle's opposing viewpoints to where Batman now by when especially when we move into the third act he's now all about not killing anyone and she's wants vengeance she wants revenge for her mother on against her father and
1: and like whenever she like gets a, gets to the moment where she has a gun in her hand she's about to shoot him Batman is the one to stop her and be like, "No, don't. You'll become just like him if you do."
0: Yeah, yeah. and I love that they did that in this movie really walking the line of what makes a hero a hero and what makes a villain a villain. A villain, yeah. And I really love how they did the, and and how they tied that. into show in how I also show how Batman can easily
1: be like be like them because he like beats like he just beats down on like so many different people. He can show
0: that like, he can easily be a villain himself. If yeah, he's not and then to, to the fact that where he gets to the end of the movie and he realizes that he can't be like like he he completely realized himself as a hero and realized that he needs to be inspire hope in people instead of inspiring fear into villains and like just the the whole way they tied that in was again very much 100% a batman story fully batman centric not
1: it doesn't feel like the vil- they're never full more interested in the villains than batman himself it actually feels like a full batman bruce wayne story
0: yeah like I, I it was it was very good. It was it was like just the whole movie was the Batman story that I've been waiting for. My like cuz cause, cause all of the live action Batmans I've thought were good. Good.
1: But they weren't like They were probably always missing something missing like missing like the core yeah. appeal of what made Batman Batman. Here, well, here it's like a detective story, because that's what Batman's all about. And like all the other Batman movies had never even touched on this, which is kind of strange why they didn't. Yeah. Here this is the only this is the very first Batman movie that actually touches in on Batman being a detective.
0: Yeah, like he he's incredibly smart. And even in the scene where Riddler's on the phone and he's like doing all these riddles and Batman's answering them, like just showing his cunning and his how yeah, well, he's incredibly smart. Yeah, he's um, able to
1: figure these out like lightning speed on the spot.
0: Yeah, and 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 how like this is a Batman story that we've been waiting for. Robert Pattinson feels like Batman in this movie. He was a really good Batman. I don't know if I'd say he's better than Ben Affleck though, because I do really
1: love Ben Affleck. I don't know if that's I, so. I don't know if that's unpopular or not, but I do really love Ben Affleck. My
0: but um, Robert Pattinson was really good
1: in this movie as Batman.
0: Yeah, because all the other Batmans have really been missing. Like whenever I watch the other Batman movies, I was like. Okay, this is good, I guess. This is different. Like, it's a different version of Batman. But this, I was just sitting there going, this is Batman. Like, this yeah. is 100% a Batman movie. I also think that Robert Pattinson has the best Batman action
1: sequences out of all the live action Batman's. Well... Ben Affleck also had the had the warehouse scene in Batman v Superman, but... Which was mostly underwhelming, though. <laughs> I, thought was, I, it, I thought it was pretty good. But here, Robert Pattinson, I think he has the best action scenes ever, out of any Batman. Probably because it's like modern technology, but still, I still think that he has the best fight scenes out of any live-action Batman that we've had. Yeah, I thought... Because this... he can turn his head and it doesn't look choppy like it does in the Christian Bale movies.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely like And that. he can
1: turn his head unlike the Michael Keaton ones. So it actually feels like real and well, not, I would say brutal, but it actually it feels like real and it feels awesome.
0: Well, it feels pretty brutal at some points.
1: Yeah, well, I was thinking like smacks the guy, smacks down on certain people. Yeesh. Like who? Like he smacks down like that one guy at the beginning, and then that Riddler guy at the end. He like beats these guys like to, like. Well, so that was because
0: he took the weird Hulk serum, which I don't really. They never. And explain then there's that. that
1: and then there was that police officer who was like corrupt, like working with like the mob. That I thought that was really interesting. Like, and he's just like, he looks like I broke his nose.
0: Oh yeah, like I, yeah. How the whole police force is corrupt and just this—that was a really interesting. That's that's interesting. Like the
1: police in this guy in this city are corrupt and they actually work with like the criminals. That is, I found Like that's interesting—an interesting idea to explore in this world. To show how corrupt Gotham City is. And like there's police working with like the mob.
0: Which I love how they set like it's it's very good the way they did it because they had to set up this entire world and get us invested into it, and then they had to pull the rug out from a nurse and say, Oh yeah, but this is what's really going on behind the scenes. Uh, and they did it very efficiently and, and, and it wasn't like, uh, well I didn't have enough time to realize what the world was before you already changed it and all around me. It was like, yeah, I fully understood the world and it was very dense and very layered. And then that and then they also did say, Well, yeah, but this is actually how it is and I thought they did that very well. I really liked uh, the way they did. Uh establish the world of Gotham City, but then also said it's yeah, but then it's also very corrupt and there's this, this and that that's wrong with it with the police force and with the politicians and and it was just it's just a very dense layered story that works so well and it's paid and i heard a lot of people say that it doesn't really pay off that well but i think it totally pays off in the third it act, does pay off really well yeah because like
1: all these like people in the city have been like kind of like suspicious of him like can't we trust this batman but at the end when the whole city has flooded and they're like trapped in that big building they actually
0: like trust him to help him out of that of that tense situation yeah and it's <clears throat> sorry and then just the end scene where he's helping the people out of the wreckage like- it shows
1: him like instead of like playing fear he actually gives those people hope even though they're say like completely flooded and it's just chaos in this in gotham like it just shows that people actually have hope and actually believe in him as a hero which is actually really interesting to see
0: yeah so and i also
1: think that this Gotham. another reason why i think this gotham is best because is it actually feels chaotic unlike most of the other gotham cities like i think this one feels like the most chaotic where it's like anything can happen yeah, because like stuff like it like, feels like stuff like like anything like this can happen at any time. It's just insane.
0: Like this is like it's just feel, yeah, it just feels that's yeah. Because because again, like in the, the Christopher Nolan trilogy, it was just a normal city.
1: Just cause it's just meant to be more realistic, so you never feel like anything was gonna anything bad happen. But here, no, everything's just, like, it like it feels like it feels like it feels comic booky, but not too comic booky. Where it feels like out of place with the movie. Where it feels out of place with the movie. It feels like it's like it still has like bright screens and like whatnot but it still feels like feels like how it exists in real life and of course it also feels like chaotic like there's like craziness going on like even when it floods it still feels crazy because that's it just feels like i said it feels like anything can happen
0: in this city and there's like crime everywhere just out of control yeah which i mean yeah you can say that the other batman cities were kind of like normal cities and then just like In a time of crisis, the people started stealing stuff. It just feels like
1: it doesn't feel feel like there was any criminals. It doesn't feel – it didn't feel chaotic. It just felt like – it didn't feel chaotic until the villain actually showed up. But here, it just feels even feels chaotic even before the villain shows up. I think that's even how they said, too. They said it would be similar to, like, how Batman the animated series was, where it was, like, all the villains are already out there, like, lurking in the shadows, basically. Mm -hmm. And and here, that's really what it kind of feels like.
0: Yeah. Like it, yeah. It was it was very well done in that regard.
1: And also, of course, there was that scene at the end where Riddler is alive and gets put in jail, in Arkham. Um, and then we have the tease of the Joker. Yeah. I mean, which, they don't say they don't say it's Joker, but they they heavily imply because he mentions clowns. And he just starts laughing like a crazy person. So yeah, it's Joker. Yeah, it is. It's definitely Joker. But I mean, sure. I find no, I will give them this, even though I don't. Even though I do think that Joker is getting super overused. And I wish that they and I wish slash hope that they would just use other Batman villains for this trilogy instead of playing the Joker. And I wish it would I wish slash hope that they would leave Joker out of this Batman trilogy and do other villains and give them their time in the spotlight. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that Batman has already fought and imprisoned Joker. I yeah. do think that's an interesting idea.
0: Yeah, I really yeah, that's really cool. I really like that.
1: And also, it ties in with the fact that it's like chaotic and like anything can happen. Like it just proves that he's already fought the Joker. Like who knows how many other villains he's already fought too. Yeah. So overall, I think this is a very great. I mean, it's probably one of the best Batman movies that we've ever gotten. Robert Pattinson probably one of the best Batman we've ever had.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a
1: very, it's a great. It has a great world that I really love being in. I wish. So i hope that we get more of this like my first thing out of the movies i want i can out of the i just like i want to see more of this world i want to see more of this franchise and see where this goes yeah it's, so i really yeah. love this world it feels so like built out and like the characters were like really good i really want to see some of these characters come back i want to see where batman rob pattinson goes next in his story and it's just it was just an awesome movie
0: it was yeah yeah i mean this is probably one of the this is the best one of the best movies i've seen in a while and if not one of the best movies i've ever seen this proves that dc can
1: make a good movie actually
0: yeah i really like this uh, it's it's such a dense layer and it just makes you think you know and it, it yeah it makes
1: you think about like what's what's it makes you think about who you can really trust
0: yeah and it, and it, it just keeps you thinking about it and thinking oh the batman long after you've already seen the movie and it just it's it's not just like you're watching and you're like oh yeah I saw it and moving on it's actually like oh yeah here let me stop and think about that what did they mean by this or or what's happened here in the mo-? like it's and that's probably the best that you can hope for out of a movie is that long after even long after the, the audience has seen it they still continue thinking about it yeah like, exactly so overall very fantastic movie i absolutely loved it it's
1: probably great one of my great th-
0: movie I would probably give it a solid nine out of ten. I give it a nine point seven out of ten. Really? That point three that's taken off is because of the finale. I, I was... agree. That's the final battle. It does lose some points on the final battle. Well, I mean, yeah, I just see the richness. I see these great, like, epic, mature. Themes yeah, great, well
1: thought out, like, ideas that are like executed really well in this in this movie.
0: Just the whole, it just and it comes together in a very nice finale with positive, uplifting messages, and it's just the whole movie just yeah. Because so, like that uh, ending, even if
1: that city is like complete, like it's completely flooded and it's like completely out of control, or it doesn't seem like anything's gonna get better. Like Batman even says, that "Things will get worse before it gets better," and it's, it's what people still
0: have hope because the Batman get, brings them hope. Yes. So definitely, this is probably yeah yeah this is one of my favorite movies that i've seen in a while so. would you
1: say it's the best batman movie oh though? totally i far. would
0: say it is definitely yes. i really enjoyed it in I terms of
1: characters episode. and world building it's definitely the best of the batman movies yes so uh i think that will pretty much conclude my thoughts on the batman. yeah i would agree i'm, I'm very I've, i was very pleased with the batman definitely worth the wait and i'm excited to see where this franchise goes in the future and see what other villains Robert Pattinson Batman might come up against. Even though we might have some idea of who we might be fighting next. Yeah. Uh, from teasers from the director and Robert Pattinson himself. Well, we have some teasers. But anyway, that concludes our podcast for today. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to watch Eli at Hollywood Enterprises. Watch me at JBHD. As much as possible, Minecraft Madness, Hollywood Gaming, and the Moon Majors YouTube channel. Be sure to go... And, and also be sure to check out the X-Files podcast I have with Eli Spencer. Be sure to check out the Spectacular Spider-Man podcast I have with myself. And be sure to keep a lookout for the Crazy Crusaders podcast with Eli Hollingsworth and Eli Spencer, which should be coming out soon Not the release of the Batman. Eli, I'm, Eli, I'm sure we'll, come up, we'll update you on that. But until then, that's all for today. And, and remember, remember we, we are vengeance. vengeance.